What is up, everybody? We are back at it with another sweet episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Today, we're going to do something pretty cool. I've teamed up with my brother, Mark, and we're going to talk about civil engineering career paths um, because there's quite a few of them. And maybe you yourself have wondered which path you're going to follow and take to get where you want to be. And so we dive into a lot of different areas. We're going to talk about what if you dive into government? What if you go into education, consulting, industry, as well as construction? We also dive into steps for success, including what you need to do to really advance your career, depending on which area you want to dive into. So it's going to be a fun episode, and uh, we can't wait to share it with you. So hang around. It's coming right up. Hey guys, as we are moving forward, I just have to tell you about a free tool that we have built for you. It's an awesome free tool. If you go to ceacommunity.com, you can go and join our Facebook group of like-minded civil engineers, uh, whether that's taking the FE exam, the PE exam, career advice, what books to take, you need to commiserate or celebrate. It is all there to help you. We jump on to answer people's questions and uh, share some sweet civil engineering news and information as well. It's all there to help you. Go check it out, ceacommunity.com. It's a free tool for you, and we love it. The community loves it, and we would love for you to join it. So go check it out, ceacommunity.com. All right, guys, thanks for being here. So I am here with Mark. We are recording this early in the morning, so, you know, the old voice Sounds a little different for me, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be good. Don't and, wipe in the sleep out of our eyes. Oh, yeah. You just got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, we're, today we're going to talk about different career paths in civil engineering. This is going to be pretty sweet, uh, and I think you're going to like it. So, Mark and I have gone through this. This is um, a fun little thing that we, we have discovered here, um, a nice little worksheet that's been put out. Uh, to to kind of help us, I guess, um, different organizations put out little career path things. But um, there's definitely a lot of career paths for civil engineers to go. And they cover everywhere between between government to all the way to construction. You have industry, consulting, education, and all these have different career paths within them. So, Mark, why don't you tell us what's what's going on with government? Where can we go if we dive into there? Well, government, you're usually uh, focused on a, a specific uh, level of government. So you usually have municipality levels, which is your local governments. Um, then you get to state level uh, governments, and there's lots of uh, departments in state governments. But uh, primarily, your civil engineers tend, I think, gravitate towards your DOTs, your Department of Transportation um, type organizations within state governments. Um, and then you can get all the way up into the federal level. Um, you know, the Federal Highway Administration is a common employer of civil engineers. Um, so there's a lot of options there at the federal level. But usually you're getting in as an entry-level engineer um, at a school if that's the career path that you decide to take. And then you kind of work your way up through the through the ranks as you gain more experience. And um, uh, in my experience, uh, the guys that are working – uh, within government agencies that are civil engineer, the best ones are the ones that have had some some practical knowledge. Maybe they've worked um, 
on job sites, or maybe they have a, maybe a little bit more of a construction background, but they understand how things go together and the practical side of things. But um, those are the guys that make the best. What would you think are the positives of working for government? What do you think maybe are some of the negatives working for government? Well, I think uh, government uh, is definitely, um, I'd say there's more, uh, probably more stability, I, I would say, in your in your uh, in your job, there's um, you're not subject to maybe some of the fluctuations in the economy that sometimes tend to dip into uh, you know there, you can have layoffs and different things if you're working for private private firms and government tends to be a little more protected from those kind of things. Some of the things I've heard about working for government too is that typically, and I don't know if this is the same for upper management, but kind of when you enter the government agents uh, realm you're starting or your pay is typically lower than what you would find out elsewhere, but your benefits are usually, usually better. Yeah, I would, I would usually. agree with that. I so. would agree with that. And then, you know, in government, uh, when you're working for government agencies as well, you're, you're typically, you're not on the cutting edge of uh, new developments and things that maybe new technologies that may be getting developed in your, in your field. Um, Government typically relies on private industry to develop and innovate different pro, uh, processes. Um, and, um, well, and, and, you know, you're basically in charge of uh, choosing the best uh, process um, to get the job done. Um, but uh, you're usually not on the cutting edge of innovation and, and those kind of things. That tends to stem from, uh, from the private sector. Cool. No, that's all good advice. So if you go into government, you still work your way up a chain if you want to do that route. And it's still, you know, a good field to be in. So it's just some of the things to, to weigh out. So all the way from entry engineer, all the way up to uh, a director of, of the department. So good place yep. to be. Um, let's talk about another one, which is education. And uh, maybe I'll head this one off a little bit. So I know if you do go the educational route, um, you can get there kind of two ways um, based on what I've seen. The first one is that you gain a lot of work experience after you've, um, you know, you're earning your degree to get a master's, you eventually get a PhD. And once you get that status, then you can um, work to become an associate professor, professor, and then you move to professor status. From there, you could either branch off to a department chair or even a dean, and then from there, it could go up if 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 need be. So, um, you know, yeah, up, and up those professors are always they're trying to get tenure track, right? Yes, trying indeed. to make sure they get their their tenure tracks, and there's. Um, there's endowments that uh, professors can get and uh, to kind of subsidize their research and supplement their incomes and stuff. But um, yeah, if you choose the education route, you're, you're looking at a lot of advanced degrees. Yep. But you're guess, able to teach young people and I guess uh, mold, mold the future. And I guess another route is that you simply, you know, you aren't getting work experience. You just get after the degrees and then you become the assistant professor. So I think, I think the biggest drive for maybe going this route is that you feel um, not only that you like education in that world, but you also feel like maybe you want to help other, you know, the rising generation of civil engineers, um, you know, learn this stuff. And 
be able to have a fulfilling career as well. That's right. So education, I also feel like education is maybe a route you could go even later in life, maybe after you've got a ton of experience and maybe you do have a master's. I know even community colleges that will hire you with, with, with simply a master's, not necessarily a PhD, but you're still involved in education. Well, that's, uh, that's true. I've been in, involved in industrial or um, not industrial, uh, industry advisory boards. That's what I want to say. And uh, they look for those kind of individuals uh, to help teach their courses. Those guys that have been maybe working for 25, 30 years that have gotten a lot of experience and want to come back and maybe give back a little bit um, to the next rising generation and they'll come back and teach and, and they find enjoyment in doing that. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a real need to try to teach construction out there. So I'm sure they're, they're on the hunt, try to get people with real experience. Um, maybe people retiring or whatnot want to come back into a educational type job. So yep. anyway, yeah, that's a, a good route for people if you want to go the education route. So we've nailed government. We've talked about the education route. Uh, what about consulting, Mark? So consulting. So this is what I would consider to be the traditional path of a civil engineer. You you go through school and you want to you land a position uh, in a design firm. And um, this is really kind of the I would say the the pure, if you want to call it that, uh, career path for an engineer. It's how it's, big are these firms you're talking about? Well, firms, you know, the sizes of firms they vary in uh, the disciplines that they are specialized in, right? And the the sizes of firms. So there's there's multinationals, there's national firms, and then there's just uh, local firms. Um, but uh, usually. Uh, you know, the firms are specializing in whatever discipline. So you could have a, a firm specialize in the geotechnical field, right? And mm-hmm. Environmental or structural, transportation. Maybe you got a firm that specializes in the, you know, the hydraulics or water resources. And, um, and, and firms can have all of those disciplines covered under one roof. But usually their their firms tend to specialize, especially the local firms. They tend to specialize in one of those areas. And then what are your tracks? I mean, in terms of, I mean, you're going to start out as a civil engineer. You could probably work your way up to project manager or, or a, a senior engineer of some sort. And then yeah, so usually enter as an entry-level engineer. And then um, as you gain more experience... As an entry level, you'll be working under a, a, a project engineer or project manager, sometimes they call them. But, um, and as you gain technical expertise, then, then you can get up into managing larger and larger projects that are more and more complicated. And um, as you get more and more experience, um, then you can move up through. Um, and then you can specialize even from there. So, you can become more of a the technical side where you can be a principal of the firm and and kind of help manage the technical operations of the firm. Or if you decided you wanted to get into more of the business management aspect of it, um, you know, maybe you have, uh, maybe you get a degree, your MBA after, yeah. after a while because you want a good combo. Yeah, maybe manage more of the business side of things. Um, you can take that that track as well within a firm and that those tend to be the larger design firms that have that, that have that option. 
Do you see within the consulting world starting your own business as well? I mean, if an engineer wanted to start their own business after they've got this experience, do you see that as a track here as well? Yeah. So I've had most of my exposure to the structural engineering uh, community and um, yes, I, I've, I've got several colleagues that uh, have spun off and, and started their own, their own firms. Now, it does take a little bit of effort because uh, when one spins off, um, you're usually trying to take um, some clients that uh, that you've had in your uh, in the firm that you originally worked for. You kind of take those guys with you, and there can be some <laughs> there can be some. They don't uh, like that. Yeah, your 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 original firm doesn't doesn't like that necessarily, and so there can be some friction there. But, um, but yeah, I know I know. Uh, Lots of guys that have struck out on their own, and they're they're quite successful at it. Well, that's uh, that's good info. So, if you go into the consulting world, it sounds like you start as an entry engineer. You'll move up to some sort of project engineer or manage project manager. From there, you can move into a technical track, all the way to a principal engineer. Um, you could do a management track and move your way up to management, up to director, and maybe a VP or president. And then if you do a business development track, you're developing the business, uh, maybe even becoming a VP or president of business development, which means you're basically hunting for work. Is that yeah, you're a BD guy. We call them BD guys. BD? Yeah, business development. Business? Yeah, there you go. So I, if you were to think about what is the most lucrative position, do you think diving into the consulting area makes the most money for a civil engineer or do you think it's um, relative to whatever industry you go into, whatever category we're going to talk about? I would say, no, I I would say consulting um, is probably on par with uh, education or government. Okay. Wow. That's good to know. I would say industry and construction tend to get the, the higher salaries. All right. So speaking of that, let's dive into industry. So um, if you're, if we're talking about industry, civil engineers, we're talking about a lot of different areas, including manufacturing, technology, pharmaceuticals, public facilities, utilities, which is actually the arena I dive into and many other uh, places that provide goods or services for the public. So um, this basically has a similar kind of career path you would start as an entry-level engineer and work your way up it eventually branches into where you would uh, dive into maybe the technical sales or marketing or consulting side of things and I've seen this with a lot of engineers where they dive into um, you know a marketing or sales position within the industry and they travel to different companies to sell yeah, that's a huge such. One, Isaac. Yeah. That was actually a really big one because any any uh, manufacturer of proprietary systems, they can be structural systems, they can be uh, storm, you know, uh, retention uh, systems, um, culverts. I mean, there, there's just a million proprietary yeah, systems that have been developed by private industry that they're trying to market. And uh, sales engineers kind of take the lead in that effort, and um, they they can do pretty well. 
Yeah. For, I mean, from what I've seen in my world, you know, we're dealing with steel poles there. You got a rep for that and wood poles, you got reps for that and insulators, conductor. I mean, anything and everything that you have to physically buy something for, there's a, there's a rep for it. And from what I've seen, those actually are really, they can be really lucrative jobs. They can also be quite demanding on travel um, because you have to cover a certain typical region that you yeah. have to cover. So you end up traveling quite a bit. So, That's but right. you know, comes with uh, positives and negatives with every but, position. Yeah. Well, and, and people, some people enjoy that a lot, you know, so yep. get out so. and see the, see the world. Pay for a lot of lunches and dinners and golf trips. Well, maybe that's not so bad. No, but yeah, with that route, you can work your way up. You know, you eventually become a manager, I imagine, over a department, but maybe even higher than that, a VP and whatnot, if you stick with that long enough. So, um, speaking of industry, the second route that you could take is sticking with a technical, the technical expertise side, which launches your career into like a project manager or a project engineer, um, you end up working your way into management. And a lot of times you can get into operations management, maybe become a director within that field and then still work your way up from there if the opportunity is given. So um, I've I've seen individuals. um, So I do a lot, obviously, in concrete. And um, I've seen individuals take this career path uh, with post te- in the post tensioning industry, so they enter as an entry level civil engineer, and they're they uh, they're they're cranking out um, uh, design uh, for post tension structures. But then they kind of get into uh, the facilities management, where they're actually managing the process the the uh, the process of producing the strands and all, and those kind of things. So, hmm. um, oh, that's and interesting. They, and they do, yeah, they do they do quite well. So. Excellent. So, you know, industry is a big one. Mark and I both think that's where you're probably going to make a little more money than the other arenas, but um, um, that's a good one. So the next one, probably the last one we want to talk about is construction, which is more of uh, probably more Mark's world, right? Yeah, this is the arena I jumped into when I graduated and uh, it's been, it's been good. So I usually enter as a, as an entry level engineer. Um, and, uh, they'll put you in as a project engineer after you've got a little bit of experience, which means you're probably going to be, uh, stationed at a job site and you're going to be helping the project manager, uh, manage the operations of the project. So there's engineering that has to happen for all of the, the false work and, and temporary, uh, construction systems that go into place as you're you know, uh, earth shoring is a, is a common one that you have to get into and design as you're doing the excavation. So you got um, a trailer on site, you're hanging out there. Trailer on site, you're hanging out with those guys. Um, and, and that can change too. You can be working out of a, a an office, a main office if, uh, if, if that's, uh, what's, what's needed, but usually you're out on a job site. And so uh, that's where you kind of get your, your, your hands dirty and get, uh, get to know how things go together. Um, from there you can work up into a project manager position or I've seen guys that tend to work if they, if they like the operations side of things more than the management side, then they can kind of move in, get your hands dirty. Yeah. More of a superintendent type position, which is, um, 
which is kind of interesting because traditionally you think superintendents are those guys that have worked up, you know, through construction. They started as a laborer, maybe a, a carpenter, and then and then they moved up into a superintendent. And those, right. those guys exist. In fact, that's where most superintendents come from. But a civil engineer can also take that that track, that uh, career path as well, which is which is kind of cool if you and, like that. And very more. lucrative, right? Very oh, a good absolutely. high paying job. Uh, superintendents that run multi-million dollar projects now, uh, they make a lot of money. They're in high demand. Um, like high one high hundreds, mid hundreds. Yeah, yes. Mid, mid to upper 100,000 per year kind of levels. And, uh, and senior project managers move into those kind of salary ranges as well. And then from there you can work up, um, into construction executive. I've held positions as project executive and those kind of things. And those are where you're in positions of managing the project managers and your, your oversight is over several projects at a time. And then from there you can get up into the executive type levels within your construction company. But um, you're usually trying to focus on either a, uh, a heavy highway <clears throat> and bridge maybe type, general contractor or commercial uh, contractor that specializes in commercial work. But there's also a bunch of sub-disciplines to that, you know, more of the heavy uh, industrial type uh, construction companies. There's companies that specialize in the different types of construction. And so it's really a cool field to be in and uh, I've enjoyed it. And that's um, awesome. It's uh, It's been good to me. That's great. So yeah, Mark actively works in construction arena. So definitely pay attention to and that. I'm more of the industry uh, arena and I have, we know people in all the other arenas as well. So yeah. And one, one thing I'd need to mention about the construction arena is uh, the design build engineer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a, a position that uh, is in the construction industry. That's kind of a, it's just unique to that to that industry because it's, it's kind of cool cause you get to build teams and uh, manage uh, the design process. You don't actively produce the design, but you manage the design process and the construction uh, process uh, for design build contracts. And that's kind of a, is that a kind of a cool process? Response. Is that a, a smoother process when you do that? Um, yeah. When it's, you're managing um, both? it's, yeah, it's part of an alternate delivery method that uh, that's in the industry. And uh, yeah, it's usually a smoother process because um, the guys that are actually going to build the project are directing the design and they know what things cost to build. And so um, a more efficient um, economical design for the owner can be usually be accomplished. I've seen that with a lot of dot agencies, Department of Transportation agencies, where they do a design build, hire design build team to do that work. So. Yes, yes. And so you can be a, a design build manager uh, for a heavy highway um, bridge contractor, commercial contractor. And and yeah, you you can specialize in uh, in the DOT work if you want. That's awesome. So lots of different career paths to take for civil engineers. Um, I think in order to take steps for advancement, I think some of the key points that you'll want to know is that you you need work experience. So you don't expect to move up so quickly because a lot of employers want you to get the experience under your belt. 
Another one is that you need to get your professional engineering license, which means you got to study and pass your PE. So if you haven't got your FE yet, which is before you get PE, make sure you've knocked both of those out. And definitely if you need a course for either of those, go check us out, civilengineeringacademy.com and go find a course. We've got two of them for you for that. Um, and then sometimes companies, um, what do you think about getting a master's degree? Does that help you in, in these? Can you still move up? Uh, do you think there's a point where you should get it or not? You know, make that decision. What, are, what do you say? To uh, I, I think a master's degree is great. I, I chose to get an MBA because I wanted to, um, you know, not only have that technical expertise, but uh, my career path kind of sent me in more of the business uh, side of the uh, the enterprise. And so I needed to to know uh, more of the business side of things, how, uh, how job costing and how, uh, how things were going to work like that. Um, and that really gave me a good foundation for moving up into a, a management position. That's great. Um, so that was, that was, that was the move I, I decided to make. If you were, if you're in a consulting firm, um, you know, a master's degree in whatever your specialty is in civil engineering would, you know, geotechnical environmental or structural would probably be uh, a good bet um, and a benefit to the company you're with. So most absolutely. And what, a lot of cool things that uh, happen is the company's willing to pay for that additional education. If you have yeah. that opportunity, you definitely got to take it. Exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. So I know a lot of people get the masters out of the way earlier, but you know, it's not bad to just go graduate with your bachelor's, go get the job. And then you find out your employers can help you pay for the master's yes. while you're doing that. So, yes. you know, something to think about. Now, what do you think the value of a PhD is? Is it worth getting it unless you dive into education? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's my opinion. And unless you're, you're doing education, I don't think a PhD necessarily pays you back. Um, some people have personal goals. I have colleagues that I work with uh, in the structural engineering arena that do have their PhDs. Um, and it was just something that, uh, they're, they're people that uh, are highly respected and, um, they're the guys that, uh, when there's a, a seminar or a particular, um, you know, uh, maybe there's a new, uh, release in the, uh, building codes that uh, need review. Um, those are the guys that get called upon to, to do those kind of things because they're, they're a little more, uh, technically savvy and they're used to presenting and teaching used to that classroom environment. So those are the guys that have the PhDs, but, um, I, I would say unless it's, you know, it's more of a personal goal, unless you're into getting into the education side of things, I, I think it's more of just kind of a personal goal that maybe you might have. That would be, that would be okay. But no, that's good to know. So to, to move up and all these, you know, upper management and senior management positions, uh, you don't you don't need a PhD, but it definitely if you're taking that uh, the education career pack that track, that's the one that you right right. What about you know after you've got your P your PE and your advanced degree, are there any uh, advanced credentials that would be helpful for people to get if they wanted to dive in? Do you think that any one of these industries? Well, well there's a credential that's um, a, that's called the PMP that um, some, some people in the construction industry are pursuing. And it's, uh, it's not 100% uh, necessary. It doesn't carry the same weight that a PE does, but uh, PMP is a professional or a project management professional 
uh, credential. And I, I've actually heard a story about the PMP. I don't know the background of PMP, but I've heard it was developed for actual uh, developers in, in the computer world, software mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's transitioned into getting into other arenas, including civil engineering and yeah. whatnot. So it's kind of this, it's a certificate that you're getting. I know some project managers that hate the thing because they don't, they yeah, like and it. I don't, and I see some that like really want it, and it's on every job posting. So yeah, and the ones I see where they want it as a credential are usually your government agencies, um, you know, your DOTs. Um, they're they're the ones that I think that's that's coming from. Um, I I don't see a big demand for it in at least in the construction or okay. You might see it in the utility. I've seen it in the utility world. So usually a preference is given. It's not, not necessary, but I preference is given to those that, that do right. have a PMP. So. Right. But it's not like a P which is absolutely necessary. In most of, uh, exactly. The P is, mm-hmm. is a must. So yeah. yeah. If you're dive into any one of these, um, you got to get your PE license. I think that's, that's definitely a must for you. Cool. Any, anything else you want to talk about this journey? Um, any more tips? Well, it's just cool to, uh, I guess, realize all of the possibilities that you have uh, as a civil engineer. Um, that was one of the things that uh, attracted me to the to uh, civil engineering in the first place was knowing that uh, I, I had a lot of options. I wasn't going to be funneled in one certain direction. Um, I, I knew I liked to... Uh, I, I liked uh, civil engineering. I liked engineering in general just because I like to, you know, understand how things went together. But uh, it was just nice to know that um, the, uh, the the civil engineering career path is just, it's it's extensive. There's there's lots of options. So And, and I think it's helpful to know for an engineer, you know, you're not going to be stuck in a cubicle. You're not going to be cranking out designs probably your whole life. There's a lot of different career paths you could take yeah. that that switch that. So unless you want that, you can have that too, but (laughs) if you want it, it's there. Um, it's been my experience from what I've seen. Typically there's more money involved. There's more, a better salary if you do get into a management type of role. Um, but I know, I know people that don't want that at all. Um, and they just stick with a principal type of route and, you know, a lot of those guys get paid the same as a manager. So there's just a lot of different different ways you can you can go at it so that's right um, that's exciting a lot of engineers don't even know this because your head's stuck in school or whatnot but um and you can even bounce around between these different arenas i mean if you're in industry you could probably switch to con- construction and, and like i said later in life you could go to education and i know people that have bounced into government you, you can kind of experiment i think it's just a a long and winding road for you to figure out you you know be willing to take risks and challenge yourself and and really just have fun yeah and i think if your mindset is you're going to always be continuously learning and improving uh, as you go through your career then you'll you'll always have options you'll always have options i think this is very insightful thanks for the tips hopefully this helped you guys out there and uh thanks for your hanging out with me again, Mark. Yeah, you bet. All right. See ya. Hey guys, before we go, I just want to let you know about the best possible resource 
that will help you ace the civil PE exam. It's our little secret. So this is actually the course I built from the ground up to help you. It's the ultimate civil PE review course. This baby gives you everything you need to ace this exam. Course modules, practice problems, including video practice problems that I go step by step through, practice exams, a homework planner, an equation reference guide, private community for support and be able to ask questions and more. So if you want the best tool I can recommend, then go check it out at civilpereviewcourse.com. I promise you're going to be happy with it. We have tons of people that have gone through and have absolutely loved it. Hopefully we'll see you in the course. See ya.